What is up, guys? It is Ragbag here, introducing to you this week's episode of Regular Guy Gaming. Thank you so much for joining us right here on the Grapple Talk Network. I know things have been kind of like a uh, fucking desert lately as far as content is concerned. You look straight forward, you don't see shit. You look behind you, you don't see shit. And then in the distance, there's this little mirage of maybe something really cool, and then it never ends up being reality. Well, this week it is reality. We got a great episode lined up for you, sort of. Um, it is basically our 2018 review. AC Riley and, uh, or whatever, Riles Beniles and RGG go on the road to a wrestling gig, and on the road, and then also after the road, they decide to talk about 2018, their thoughts on gaming, and uh, all that fun shenanigans stuff, guys. Am I right? Am I right? Um, I'll talk a little bit about my 2018 after they get done with their portion of the podcast. We just want to say, uh, for those of you still tuning in, we really appreciate it uh, so much uh, that you're still listening, still tuning in, uh, even after the inconsistencies of our episode drops, uh, after the Grapple Talk Network has somewhat you know, stopped producing content on a regular basis. We all have busy lives. It's a really, really busy time of year, especially for Riles Beniles and myself in our, in our uh, day jobs, I guess, our shoot jobs. Um, so it's been tough to try to sit down and on weekends, especially, you know, um, because both of us, especially myself, I know, you know, because I am me, um, just have so many things going on Monday through Friday. And half the time we have things going on on the weekends to the point where it gets difficult to sit down and, and talk, especially edit after the fact, you know, it might only take 45 minutes to an hour to edit and upload and get all that stuff done. But, uh, you know, that, that can sometimes be difficult, especially, you know, when you're already go, go, go Monday through Sunday. And then you finally have a couple of hours of free time. You don't want to spend, uh, half of that, you know, sitting down and doing a podcast as awful as that may sound. Um, it's the truth. So, uh, this weekend, especially we wanted to get this out before the new year started. Obviously we got Christmas coming up here. So Merry Christmas, happy new year, happy holidays to everybody. Um, regardless of whatever their backgrounds are. Um, again, we just wanted to say that we really appreciate you um, tuning in and, and really just kind of listening to us rant about nonsense for most of the time. So without further ado, I'm going to send it over to Riles Beniles and RGG Dudes. Welcome to Regular Guy Gaming with host RGG and co-host first and last voice, Ragbag. Listen. Riles Beniles, you are a recurring guest on RGG. You post a lot of good stuff on the RGG Facebook page. Listen, before we get started, I'd like to make one thing clear. That opener, that opener that Ragbag just did, without a shadow of a doubt, is the best opener ever on the podcast ever. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What was your favorite part? The opener. Like, what was your favorite part, though? The part when he opened it. But like, like, like a, what, like a what fucking the, can. What was like the thing oh, that he said that, that like you're like, man, that just that was really good. I when he like, made that point, that was a like, really good point. Which one though about that game. Like which point though? And then when he reviewed, and the point is, is this: he does the best openers in the business. So uh, it's the end of the year. <laughs> it's the end of the year, and 2018 has been a crazy year for gaming. Uh, you and I went from just. Couldn't wait to be watching E3 on the road to punching ourselves in the dick. No, no, that was you. You punched yourself in the dick. Yeah, but it's all important, though. I guess I did punch myself in the dick. You really did punch yourself in the dick. I had to, though. I had to pay up. That's on the record. 
So 2018 also was a year, in my opinion, no, not my opinion, it's a fact. It was a single player year. Like the single player experience made a point this year. Uh, especially when you have all the Battle Royales, PUBG, Fortnite, which by the way is a good game, you know, all the online games. And the end, the single player content, which mainly was Sony driving it, said, hey, we know you guys still love single player content and you'll dish out the money for it. Here, we have not forgotten about, about you. And, no, no, and Nintendo as well. Nintendo leading that charge. Like these guys, they understand that that is very important while... I mean, so we're going to have to go over... Let's go over some companies that dropped the ball, okay? And this year, EA dropped the ball in the beginning of the year really bad. Yeah. And they, then they... They, co- they led the charge. And then they continued to do it. We're, we're jumping ahead, but then Battlefield. Not only did they drop the ball with... Um, sorry, with Battlefront. They then dropped the ball with Battlefield 5. It... It's... When it comes to gameplay, people love... The, the gameplay itself is fun. But when it comes to everything else, a lot of people hate it. Um, go ahead. Oh, I disagree. Yeah. Um, so we already know. We don't have to go in through the whole shit that... What they did with Battlefront and what they did with Star Wars and the microtransactions. That that's, was really... That's a back to another episode. Mm-hmm, that, that was really fucked up. But what we can do is now talk about the different companies that followed suit. Which I didn't think... I mean, I don't understand... How a company like, oh my God, how a company like Bethesda, which we're done giving them, I'm done, I'm going to speak for myself, I'm done giving Bethesda a pass, you know, I, I can't believe they tried this, I can't believe they went this route, why, I, I just am shocked that they released Fallout 76 the way they did, I know we already had a discussion about it, we had a show about it, but I'm just talking about the year where developers, a year where like developers really fucked up. Bethesda is on the naughty list. Everyone knows EA is on the naughty list and they didn't get off the not nice. the naughty list. Reference with it being Christmas. <laughs> Thank you. And guys, Blizzard Entertainment, Activision Blizzard, a place that I worked for, a place that I know for a fact treats their employees really well, at least from my point of view, where I worked. They fucking dropped the ball. I heard they're uh, killing off Heroes of the Storm. They are killing off Heroes of the Storm. They're even canceling esports for it. Yep. It's a great game, but and it's not even that it's losing money. It's not even like that. It's that they have other projects. It's clear that it's it's um, Diablo Four. It's clear that's what they're doing. So they're taking main developers away from it to work on future projects. There's nothing even wrong with Heroes of the Storm. And if you like MOBAs. Heroes of the Storm is one of the most accessible, fun MOBAs out there. It takes the best of all the MOBA worlds and it mixes it together. And unfortunately, Blizzard's going, we had fun, it's it's uh, time to end this. Now, that doesn't mean it... Go ahead. No, I've, again, I'm just yeah. It doesn't mean that they're completely done with it, but now they're going into the long-term long-term support phase, which is what they've gone into Diablo 3. They'll be done with update, uh, they'll be done with patch, uh, I mean, sorry, not patches, but content update. They're just going to keep it going for, like, that just sucks. I really enjoyed uh, Heroes of the Storm. One thing that really bothers me about this year, uh, we've talked about microtransactions on this show before, but what really bothers me about 2018 was how the gaming industry, a lot of them really went for cash grabs. They didn't give a shit about the people. Yep. They gave a shit about 
the everyday person, I'm sorry, the casual gamer who shows up, spends 20 to 40 to... Hey, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna take a break. Boy, 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 this fight is mine, boy. Stay behind me, boy. Calm yourself, boy. Boy, boy, the boy has fallen in. Boy, boy. It just, it bothers me that EA, Activision, Bethesda, that these companies went for the quick cash grab in the microtransaction world and are selling us half games, not even half games, are selling us a beta where we're testing the game and they're using us as a way to finish the game. See, it's interesting because there's uh, there were two different memes that popped up that like are like perfect in this scenario. Like there was one of like all the hands like uniting and then in the circle of like so like every like all the hands were like grabbing the wrists and making a circle or whatever and it was like all the different companies like Bethesda, Activision, um, EA, all that EA, stuff. And yeah. then like in the center it's like not giving a shit about your fan base and charging them for for shit you shouldn't be giving them in the first place. <laughs> uh, and then there was uh they were like talking about like DLC and microtransaction about how like games like Battle uh, Battlefront 2 were like literally just the bun and then like yeah. the patch and everything like that was the actual meat and all that stuff. Battlefield 5. And then uh, how like the Witcher was like a full meal like this is how a game supposed to be and yep. then like the fries and the coke were like the extra DLC. It's like yep. you don't need it but you know it makes a full meal. Yep. And the Witcher and then, by the way I just played that a little bit ago. That's really good. Yeah Go and ahead. then I, I think I, I want to say it's like Warframe that they reference as like Warframe is the perfect way to like, do it. Yeah. Well, they 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 basically had like two two golden meals like golden burger, golden fry, golden shake, like golden shake, two of them, and their reference was like, well, shit that you know, like you, it's cool to have, but you don't really need, but you're gonna do it anyway, cause why why the fuck not? Yeah. So, like that's that's the only reason I've actually heard anything about Warframe because they got used in this like things of being like. Hey, like they they went fucking overkill, and I think it actually was on like gaming generations of them was actually thinking about getting it. The thing about Warframe is that it, when you're if you're gonna do microtransactions, do it like Warframe. They did it right. Warframe, when you play, it's completely free. When you play that game, it is in depth. It's deep. It's amazing. The battle is fun, and it's fun to go. You actually want to spend money because you don't have to. Fortnite, the same exact way. There, you cannot buy Fortnite Battle Royale. You cannot pay to play. I'm, I'm sorry. You cannot pay to win. It is literally just cosmetic, and they make it fun. You earn loading screens, which it's like, oh, that's a new loading screen. That's fun. You earn emotes. You can buy those, which they're fun. It's so clear that the game is for fun, but you don't have to spend a dime to enjoy the full experience. I will say, though, like we shit on Fallout 76 in an episode prior, but they do the exact same thing with microtransactions where it's stuff that you can buy. Like, you can you can earn points in the game by doing stuff like, you know, killing, you know, enemies and hacking terminals. And you get points that you can save up. You can buy points. I knew that that was going to be a thing that happened, but... It's it, it if you if you buy it it's like it's an emote it's uh it's like a, it's a new skin type or whatever but it's never like hey this is you can only get this like you can only finish the game if you pay twenty dollars yeah fuck that like they even they even showed that like the the tricentennial uh, white white uh, paint which is like eighteen hundred atoms 
which basically is like $18, which is like the same as like the blood and wine, uh, you know, the cost of the blood and wine DLC from The Witcher. And so it's yeah. like, hey, if you spend 20 bucks, one's just giving you a power armored paint skin. The other one is giving you like a full DLC. You know, I, um, I think that if, if like, for example, now correct me if I'm wrong, maybe Ragbag will do some fact checking on this. Uh, Fortnite was supposed to go technically for real free to play because the PVE saved the world that you have, you kind you have to pay in order to play that, but you don't have to pay it. I think it was supposed to be by the ending of, of December this year or January next year, the game goes completely free to play, including the PVE. Uh, the Save the World campaign. I paid to play the Save the World campaign because the Battle Royale is so much fun. I'm like, you know what? Why not give them money? They deserve it. Another, here's another thing. Red Dead Redemption, great single player experience. They fixed, they, they reacted fast because the online was garbage. A lot of people were like, wait, hold on. This is really bad. This is a microtransaction scheme right here. And people started complaining. They're like, dude, Red Dead, Rockstar, you guys are dropping the game too? And this is a publisher that literally called buying money online shark cards. They made it clear what this is. Yep. So this leads me to believe that there are developers making games and then there are heads up. There are people that are sitting at the head of the table forcing these guys to do these quick cash grab online shit that's ruining gaming cause i mean it's getting to the point now where these guys are getting sued countries are releasing like laws against them gambling because of the you know the the microtransactions that is gambling yeah it's it's well, getting it's, it's it's literally that you know you if you go to you know, buy something that's like five bucks like ah oh, whatever it's five bucks yeah and then it's like five bucks becomes ten dollars ten dollars becomes fifty dollars and it's like dude, what the fuck are you spending all your money on? It's like, I have... I got this badass dance. Yeah, like, um, and that's, that's like the, that was the nice thing about, like, the Creation Club, like, with Bethesda, was, like, they were hiring mod authors who, for the longest time, were, you know, doing, doing all this, like, extra, like, stuff, like, like, making, like, new guns and making new armor and doing storylines and voice acting. They were doing this shit just for fun. Like, they were like, oh, I really like doing this. I want to, I want to share my creation with you guys. They're like, cool, we want to hire you to do the exact same thing. Just, mm-hmm. you know, they give you an opportunity to make some money. So that it's like, oh, Eleanor had made something. Well, I really like her stuff for free, and I've taken advantage of that for a while. I'll give her 20, like, I'll, I'll pay for this, which is like 20 bucks, because I know it's going to be worth it, because Eleanor made it. Um... But, like, there's also games out there that are, like, made, like, with the Unreal Engine. Oh, God, like, yeah. You know, like, there's, like, for example, like, the Five Nights at Freddy's franchise. Oh, yeah. So many fan games. And they're 100% free. And they could literally just be like, ah, oh, fuck you. Uh, this is a, this is just a game that I made for fun. Yeah. Fuck you. But it's, like, it's really, like, they're really good ones. Like, there's, um, like, One Night at Flumpty's is a, is a fan game that somebody made. 100% free, but, like, all the animation is just, like, dynamite. You know, it, this this 2018 for gaming was truly the year that showed us as gamers, the developers and companies that actually cared about us and not just about our money. We know they need our money, 
But Sony showed me that they want us to have a great single-player experience. And they even challenged the gaming community. They even challenged other developers and said, yeah, people still want this stuff, and we're gonna, we are going to dish that out. Nintendo is finally opening up truly the Switch to third party, like making it so that mature games can come to, to Nintendo. Now, is, is Last of Us 2, is that out yet, or is that still in development? That is still in development. Okay. Yep. I Last the, of Us 2, dear trailer. God. Huh? I said, dear God, that yeah. game was good. Like, I know that the trailer came out during E3, but mm-hmm. I couldn't remember if there was a release date on it or whatever. I was about to say. But, like, but like the la- like with Sony, like The Last of Us uh, 2, uh, with God of War, and all these other games that they have coming out, it's just like, yep, these are good. Like, yeah. God of War, Red Dead Redemption, guys. The Video Game Awards, God of War, Red Dead Redemption, and Fortnite won all the awards. It was like, Red Dead Redemption 2, God of War, Red Dead Redemption 2, God of War. Like, they just kept winning. I, it was it's, it's really cool to see that a single-player game like that won. Like, a game like Game of the Year, God of War. And I was really pushing for God of War because a lot of people were like, I don't know, man, Spider-Man, which was on the list, Spider-Man or Red Dead 2. And it's like, guys, you can't just forget about God of War because Red Dead 2 came out, and yes, it is amazing, it's great, it's a fucking beautiful, great game, but God of War, other than obviously, um, uh, uh, what, not Event Horizon, yeah, Event Horizon? Horizon Zero Dawn. Horizon Zero Dawn, sorry, Horizon Zero Dawn, God of War really just put our trust back in, sing- in the single player experience, it was just, it was, it was amazing, and it was so awesome to put that game in and not worry about an online mode because that shit gets old. I hate that shit. It's like, can we just have a single player game? I don't want to play online with my friends. I'm sorry, but I don't want to play online with you. Okay, Riles Manales, I don't. Not on this. And Wait, we're friends. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Fuck told me. No. So it's just. It was a year. It was a very sad year. I'm very sad with with what's happening to Bethesda for the first time ever. I'm worried about Elder Scrolls. I'm worried about the direction that this company is going in. And I have been giving them a pass for so long that even some of the mistakes they made were endearing. Like it's Bethesda, you know. It's yeah. gonna it's gonna do that. Like when whenever they have like bugs or glitches or whatever, that's part of their charm. It's mm-hmm. like. Uh, you know, it's Bethesda. It's Bethesda. They don't, they don't know how to do this right. Like, yeah. whatever. Like, that's kind of what you expect. But, like, like I, they they absolutely dropped the ball um, with 76. Like, but not not even 76 just, was an insult. Well, like, for me, it's like, I, I would say that, like, they dropped the ball not in the capacity of doing an online multiplayer because, you know, bravo to, to them to be like, hey, this has been single player forever. Why, no, we, why not do it? So that way, like, next time a game comes out and you're like, well, this had extreme backlash, we won't do that again. Now we know. But what I, what I will say is what they really dropped the ball on is obviously, like, with the canvas bag. It, and if you go to the website, it still says it comes with a canvas bag. They still haven't fixed it on the website. I've worked with websites. Trust me, it's not that hard to go in, select canvas, and type nylon bag. It's not that hard. That's because they know they're still going to get money out of it. Well, and on top of that is that now you can submit a ticket. They, they you know, they, they got huge backlash for it. And they're like, hey, 
yeah, we'll give you this. But people are like screenshotting their message back from Bethesda saying it's under review. It'll take four to six months. So it's like, and it's funny because somebody like highlighted somebody highlighted uh, a snippet from one of the terminals in Nuka World, like where like they were talking about like uh, like PR stuff. It's like it's like why why uh, not take care of the problem now instead of spending more money on PR nightmare and settlements? Are and you serious? Stuff. And then somebody highlighted that. It's like, oh yeah, it looks like uh, one of the one of the Nuka World developers. Um, foreshadowed Fallout 76. Oh, that's fucking hilarious. And I was like, wait, what? And then I, like, I read that, it's like, oh, that's good. Bravo to whoever did that. Um, and that's on Reddit. It's on the it's on the uh, Fallout subreddit, and it's amazing. Um, but, you know, between that and just all the PR nightmare that they've had, like, they just, I don't know what they did, but it just, the ball got dropped extremely. Yeah. I think that 2018 is really going to serve to make 2019 better gaming-wise. I believe that these companies, we're mad at them now, except for EA. EA's garbage. Fuck them. They clearly well, haven't e- learned EA their lesson. EA is in the hole and is probably yeah. never climbing out. Yeah, they're, they're fucked. But I think that... Like, literally, they're going, at this point, I honestly feel like they're going to have to drop a game, like, like just drop some game, like, like of, like, Red Dead Redemption quality... And like basically say, hey, it's like 100 percent free. Yeah, they kind of owe us that. Like they're like, in, and I know it's a like really shitty business practice to do it, but it's like it seems like so many people are like, yeah, EA is garbage. EA is garbage. Fuck them. They did this with Battlefront Two. They're the fucking worst. Like they at this point, I really think they need to be like, yeah, we screwed up. To make it up to you, here's our new game. It's like, wow, this game's fucking good. How much is it? Well, we're gonna give it to you guys for free, because, or like even ten bucks like, to cover like. Yeah. Uh, to cover just you know like some, something that it's like dude how is this so cheap and it's like yeah this is our bad this is our this is our way to say we're sorry and it's like fuck dude okay so let's talk about how fucking blizzard decided to end blizzcon this year you and i watched it i enjoyed blizzcon but they decided to end a pc world a world based off of mainly pc gaming with everyone was thinking a Diablo 4 announcement, in the end, it was a fucking Diablo mobile game announcement as the very last thing. Like, what kind of shit is that? I think for them, it's like everything that was being announced, that was the only thing that was like, quote unquote, new. So it's like, I mean, like with like, wow, it's just like, hey, this is the next, this is the next patch. This is the next thing that's going on in this story, but you guys kind of know the story already. And like... And again, it's like it's like with Bethesda trying an online game to see like, hey, maybe this will work, maybe this won't. And even like when they announced the mobile game, it's like that was one of the last announcements they but, did. But listen, Bethesda backed up the mobile game though. The, the way they did it was smart. They sprinkled in, oh, by the way, here that's a stop sign. Oh, by the way, we know you're looking for El- Elder Scrolls Six. Boom. They mixed in other things people wanted along with the the um the mobile announcement because they knew people would have been pissed if it was just the mobile. Yeah, but I think I think the reason they saved it for last is honestly probably just because they didn't want to drop that first and then have people just booing everything. Because you know some like, you know there was a lot of times like even like if they if there were like another panel discussion it's like hey you know uh, how about that mobile game that'd be really cool and it's like. Eh, yeah, and they got and like you know, like the the hosts were trying to be like really excited. It was like, yeah, you know, 
oh man, this mobile game is going to be really something. Dude, it was so and awkward. Like, and everybody's like, mm, yeah, yeah, no, no, uh-huh. not really. Yeah, it I'm was not really excited for that. It was really awkward. Um, but like, you know, what would happen? Like, what would happen if they announced that first? Like, hey, you know, uh, first, like we're just kicking things off with a brand new thing. Here's this mobile game. You're like, uh, no, don't like that. I'm fucking done. I don't care what else you have to say. Because, like, I mean, that's basically what Fallout 76 was, you know? Basically, it's like, nope, doesn't matter what I'll write if you tell me. It's online. I hate it. It's, but it's instantly, instantly don't like it. Todd Howard, though, they made it work, though. They made it work. No, by, I, and I understand. Okay. And I, I'm saying, like, from yeah. the fans' perspective, they hear online multiplier, like, nope. Nope, and it's like okay, well, we're we're doing microtransactions, but it doesn't affect the game. Nope, doesn't matter. Still, don't like it. Okay, but, well, we're, we're you get to play with your friends. Nope, don't want to do that. Can like, you imagine Diablo fucking with microtransactions, dude? Like, really? Yeah. Come on, Diablo. I mean, they did the real money auction house, which was a, a fucking horrible. That was a dumb, dumb thing. Yeah. But they eventually fixed Diablo three, and they made it the game it is today is a great game. If that game had released. Back eight years ago, or however long ago, like eight, seven, eight years ago. Actually, wasn't really quick. I'm sorry, but like, wasn't like the last thing they actually announced at BlizzCon wasn't that Warcraft three? No, 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 no. The that was last. The, it was, that was War, one of the last thing. Remastered though. Warcraft three, and then they jumped in with with Diablo on the oh. screen. Everyone was like, "Oh God, here we go, Diablo four. No, Diablo Mobile, made by the same then I'll, people. They'll say that they should have they should have ended it on War, Warcraft three because. There was actually a lot of people being like, "Oh man, Warcraft, dude!" Yeah. And it's like, and then it's like, "Hey, here's all this new like." And then they did the panel. It's like, "Here's the old game. Here's the new game, like with the new models and all that stuff." It's like, mm-hmm. "That's fucking cool." Yeah, Warcraft three rem- remastered. There's gonna be like, a lot of I'm, people that's gonna. I'll probably yeah. get it. I'll be honest. I'm gonna get it. Yeah, but the thing is, like for me, hey, white smoke. That means there's a new pope. That is. That is. Uh, I guess that's true. It has nothing to do with it right now. I feel that, like I was trying to say earlier, 2019, I believe a lot of these companies are going to rebound. And in the end, Bethesda is going to win me back. Like, I know they are because they're really good. And I still play Skyrim. I mean, I'm still going to buy... I I would buy it again. Like, I, I, when I get a Switch, I'm going to buy Skyrim. Let's be honest. They, they have brownie points just because they did the Alexa... Skyrim. That's a real thing. I played like, it. No, that's an actual thing. Yes. But like, I think that they have so many brownie points right now because like they did that as a joke. It's like, no, this is actually a real game. And it was like, yep. what? Yeah. Um, that I, is hilarious. I played it at my lady's house. They have an Alexa and I played it. All right. We are going to take a commercial break. The Elder Scrolls speak of the past and the future. Now, Skyrim looks to the future, to its ultimate version. Alexa, play Skyrim. You're level 57 and see a tall snowy mountain. Climb it. Now, Skyrim and life become one. A mud crab scuttles towards First you. Roda. I didn't catch that. First Roda. I didn't quite catch Absolute. that. First Roda. Your shout echoes all the way to Sovngarde. What happened? Okay, so we are back after that extended commercial break. Um, it's almost as if... You know, 12 hours went by, almost as if uh, we did a wrestling show, and uh, it's early in the morning. It's like, actually 11 hours. What, has it been 11 hours? Something like that. So, I want to ask you, 
now that the year is over for you, Riles Banals, and I hope you as well, Ragbag, you do a year in review for yourself. What about 2018? What was what was gaming like this year? Was it the year of the single player world? What was it? Was it the single player gaming experience? Was it the year of of companies of developers being put on notice? What was 2018 for you? Uh, it was the year of the the PR nightmares. <laughs> I think that's the best way to put it. I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of stuff that went wrong, and uh, yeah, you know, not a lot of good stuff as far as like you know PR places yeah. just fucking up. But single player really shined this year, I would say, with the release of God of War, Red Dead Redemption. Oh, there. Don't um, get me wrong. There's there's plenty of games. That we came happy out that few. Are amazing. Ah, that was buggy as fuck. It's buggy, um, but it's still a good game. Um. There's plenty of stuff that came out that was good, but you know it's it's the old saying that the the bad apple ruins the bunch. Yeah. So in this case, is there are a lot of fucking bad apples. Yeah, there so was. There was. It's it's one of those scenarios where, um, because there was like the nightmares with like EA with Activision oh and with Blizzard. Bethesda with all these other. You know, places because of those, it's like it kind of overshadows that God of the War. The Sony positive it, that Red Dead was such a good game, like like Spider Man. Yeah, Spider Man. Like there's there's a lot of these good games that are out there, but then it's just like, well, I mean, if you look at 2018 as a whole, man, there was a lot of screw ups. You know what 2018 did for me? This is the first time in my life where I. Got paid at my job and didn't run to go get a brand new video game. Because you had to have run to pay. Uh, even I still have money, but I got to pay. No, in in saying that, normally I would have been like, "Fuck it, I got to get this game." Yeah. And because of the negative reviews that online Red Dead Online got, which they did fix, I, I they overall I got kind of burnt out and salty towards the game community this year. You've also been playing Fortnite, like, every day. Yeah, okay, Fortnite is... It's a game where they don't hide microtransactions from you. They're like, yeah, there are microtransactions in this game, and they don't help you worth shit. It's just to make your eye... Something look good for your eyes. We're not going to hide that. And I'm like, hey, that's respectful. Here's ten bucks. So, can can we talk about that? How much money do you think you spent on microtransactions for Fortnite? For Fortnite? I will tell you this. World of Warcraft used to be the bear, the standard bear of what I of what I compared things to, okay. which was about thirty. Question, I'm going to answer okay. the question about thirty dollars a month. Then I got into microtransaction games like like um, Hearthstone, new new uh, new uh, expansion came out for Hearthstone as well this year. I'll talk two of them. Did I'll talk about that later. Okay. I probably spent well over a few thousand dollars on Hearthstone. For sure. Guaranteed. I know I did. Because there were times I'd get tax returns or just, I know I did, and my collection is ridiculous. When it comes to Fortnite, I can honestly say, with the way Fortnite does their microtransactions, if you make one payment to buy the Battle Pass, and then you do the season stuff, it gives you more than enough V-Bucks to get the next year's Battle Pass for free. I have probably only spent $40 on Fortnite in the last six months I've been playing it. Because the way their microtransaction system works, like if there's a skin, like right now there's a skin I really want, I don't have to worry about buying it because I have one... How much do you say you spend on? A month? 
Yeah. No, in six months, I've spent yeah. like 40 bucks on it. Okay. And then, so, because I, I don't know anything about Fortnite, so, like, obviously, you spend money on skins. Yes. So, it's like, how much is a skin? Like, if, on if, average. If somebody's like, okay, microtransactions in Fortnite are just cosmetic, mm-hmm. but how much are you spending cosmetically? Like, on average, it's about, I'm going to put an average here, it's about. $15 per skin. It's more along the lines of like 20 bucks, but because they have special skins or they have deals off or just they do so much stuff to where they make it cheaper over time and you also gain V-Bucks as you play. So about average 15. Okay. And you said that's over six months? No, I spent $40 over six months. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And then, uh, so I guess on top of that really quick, what would you say, like, like what do you what do you buying the skin for? Because like I think it looks like, are, dope. Are there are there like skins that are like the part of the, like the season pass or whatever? Like that? Yes, or, the season pass is the best deal when it comes to skins. That's ten dollars. Okay. So you, are you just getting them because like oh that'd be kind of cool to have? Or, yeah. Okay. It's just fucking cool. There's nothing there. You get nothing out of it other than it looks cool, like the NFL. Skins. It's just cool to be running around in a Vikings outfit. Sure. I mean, like that's the nice thing about like the uh, like there's like three helmets in the World of Warcraft that you can get for cosmetic, and like they're they literally do nothing other than just you can change your head to like, transmog. Like, uh, we call them transsexualization. Yeah. yeah. So like, you can do that, um, and then you can you can use it like for you can have like the the, the jewel, the fire lord, with like the yeah. fire horns, yeah. like the the crown of the ice, you know, the oh, ice yeah. king, whatever. Where it's like it turns. It has a crown. And they're then, selling like, that now? They've been selling it forever. How long, how much does that cost? It's like 10 bucks each, each, uh, each helmet. That's not bad. So, but then like, it's, it's literally just a cosmetic thing. So it's like, if you have a human, then you get a skull that like just shows up every now and then. Or if we have like a tauren, it'll have like an animal skull. So is this where gaming's going? Like, I shouldn't say going, we're probably already there. This is the future of gaming, isn't it? Microtransactions, we only get to pay 50... 60 bucks will get you the basic game, and that's just what gaming has become. And we well, gotta everything is a ca- and everything has to be a cash cow. Like, I mean, well, we like, gotta most businesses won't survive if they don't make extra revenue. But when because... did that become a thing? It's not that they want money, they want all the money. Yeah. There, for many years of me growing up, it was here's the game, we made lots of money off of it. Yeah. Now it's here's the game, we need to make all the money off of it. Like, like Sony, that's why I I have I could not believe when the Dark Horse in 2018 was Sony. They stepped out. PlayStation Five has been announced. They stepped out and they've made it very clear. We believe in the single player experience. I know I've already said this, but everybody is focusing on the negative. You know, we can look at Nintendo and Sony. To answer to answer your question, capitalism. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, at the end of the day, your business should want to survive. By making money, yeah, and but why all the money? Because that's because if you're making all the money with your company, then other people aren't making money, which means that you're successful. And they're not. Huh? Seems like in the end, if you go by this model, it seems like you get half finished games pushed out just for a cash grab. But people are the only way that gets fixed though is that if people stop paying money. Which is why I did not buy Fallout 76. Now, normally, I'm a Bethesda fanboy. 
Normally, I jump on that shit. Guys, I've bought in Skyrim well over six times. That is not an exaggeration. PC multiple times. I had to buy it a couple times on PlayStation. I buy it a couple times on Xbox. I'm gonna, I'm going to be buying it when I get a Switch. That is right. When I get a Switch, I'm gonna fucking buy Skyrim again. That's how fucking good that game is. <clears throat> what you know? Fuck! I lost my train of thought. That happens. Wait, wait, wait. Well, no, that's actually really sucky. What was I saying? I don't know, you're saying something about money. Money. Uh, yeah, fuck, I lost my train of thought. You know what happened? I have Fortnite up here, and I notice I'm level 88. I'm, on, I'm almost level 90. At 90, you get a, a special hero, so fuck. <laughs> and that threw my mind off. No, but overall, I would say that this year for me, although these awesome games came out, God of War, without a shadow of doubt, one of the best gaming experiences this year. I cannot wait to get into Red Dead Redemption. Spider-Man, thank you for letting me play it. It's been a great adventure. There's nothing you do in that game that doesn't have a meaning for it. Like Everything you do has a point to it. And it's fun to actually be Peter Parker. Like There are times when you're just Peter Parker. That's fun. Right. You know, fun is something that that you're not having when you have to worry about grinding to the fact like grinding just for the sake of grinding isn't fun needing to worry about what you buy like i've got to spend more money into to this game in order to advance that's not good pay to play is never fun and that's what it seems like the future is going to that's what it seems like that's what we're going to be heading to one day that there's going to be an experience where well you can have the 60 dollar game which has half the storyline, or you can buy the Game of the Year edition, which is a hundred bucks. That has the full storyline. Like, are we gonna get to that stage at one point in time, where even the storyline itself gets chopped up into bits over time? I don't think so. I hope I, not. I, I think I think there would be too much backlash if, like, it's one thing if they release a game that's buggy, but I I think you have to have the entire storyline in the game. Otherwise, people are gonna be. Like, well, uh, screw you guys. I'm never buying the game again. Because if you pay money for a DLC, that's completely different. Because that's not part of the main storyline. It's like adding to it. It's like, hey, we mentioned this. Hey, like, what if we went there? Kind of thing. Like, it's not like... it's 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 not a mission that justifies its own $60 game... But it does justify spending twenty bucks. So I gotta ask you. You and I are both Bethesda fanboys, and I am ready to forgive Bethesda. Just give me a reason to do it, and I will forgive them. And that's just the fucking truth. In fact, guys, a year from now you'll probably hear me singing the praise, or two years from now you'll hear me singing the praise of Elder Scrolls Six. Point is, is this: I'm a Bethesda fanboy. Just give me one reason to forgive them, and I'll do it. You are a true Bethesda fanboy. Your gimmick, everything about you is wrapped around Fallout. What has this year done for you? What did this do for you as a true fanboy? As a person who truly loves Bethesda and understands and gets the storylines. Like, it, it resonates with you. What did this do to you? Like, what do you mean? Emotionally, like overall, like when they released what they released, did you feel like they took advantage of you? Do you feel like they just assumed you would like it? No, I mean, I think in reality it was a 
them just trying stuff out. Like I said, if they would have waited a little bit to make sure the game was good to go, that would have been a lot better for them, but I don't feel like it got taken advantage of. Okay. And do you hold any ill will towards Bethesda, or are you just like, nope. shit happens? Hey, man, we all make mistakes. So did you see that Obsidian, the creators of the most popular... Oh, you already know where I'm going. The yeah, most popular Fallout is creating their own Fallout-esque futuristic game. What do you think about that? I'm jumping all over the place on this episode. It should be fun. I think it's going to be good. Yeah. I mean, because Fallout New Vegas, it clearly got Bethesda jealous because they made one of the best Fallout games ever. But you got to also remember that there's a reason that Bethesda owns the Fallout rights now. Because Obsidian went bankrupt. So then they gave them the opportunity to... Obsidian is making a new game. Yeah, but when they had Fallout originally, Fallout 1 and 2, the reason they didn't come up with Fallout 3 Van Buren was because they were bankrupt. They didn't See, I money. didn't know that. Yeah, that's why Bethesda bought it. Because they had the money to. So that's why Obsidian... That's why Fallout New Vegas was so damn good. Because the original people. Because they were... It was the original people, and they gave them the opportunity. Hey, we're working on this. We're working on this. Hey, if you guys want to make a fall game, cool. We'll give you the opportunity to. Wow. And then they went, oh, fuck, you guys did too well. Nope. I don't think it was that. I don't think it's them saying, no, we're just not going to let you do it again. Just they have other projects right now, so... All right. Well, I don't know if we talked about it. Heroes of the Storm, guys, that is rest in peace. Uh, Blizzard has announced that they are done creating new content for Heroes of the Storm, one of the best MOBA games out there. I don't remember if I talked about that or not. I did? Okay. I just... 2018 was a year of heartbreaking failures for multiple longstanding uh, publishers, AAA publishers that like people just know were good, they have shown their ass and failed. This, let's hope that they learn. Let's hope that 2019 is just a successful year of gaming, like Fortnite. Fortnite apologized for releasing the fucking sword. There was a sword called the Infinity Blade. In Fortnite, that if you got that sword, you got first place. I got that sword and murdered like 11 people and got first place. It was a ridiculously powerful. It was more powerful than when Thanos was in Fortnite. They apologized. They said, we we messed up. We made a mistake. They owned up to it. And that made me just want to give them more money. Because they were being honest about what happened. Do you think we're going to see more of a trend like that in 2019? Do you think publishers like Fortnite, PUBG, they're paving... They're paving a way to a better uh, relationship between the game and the player. Better communication. They better be doing that. Like I said, you know, EA, they're probably going to have to release a Red Dead-style game. For free, almost. For free or for very dirt cheap if they want to, you know, kind of regain their... Mm -hmm. uh, Standing with us. Yeah, they're standing with, uh, with gaming fans, but, like... You gotta have communication. Like that's again, you don't have a good business without wanting to make money and not making uh, having good communication. All right, well, guys, this was was more of a tamed episode. RGG. I really just kind of wanted to just talk about the state of gaming in 2018. It it was an up and down spire. I was definitely the fighting games are actually really good this year, guys. Soul Calibur and the Giant Lizard Penis just. 
Google it, you know what I'm talking about. Soul Calibur came out. I am a Soul Calibur fucking Namco fanboy. I didn't get the game, but I will be getting it. Guys, Dragon Ball Z is a Dragon Ball Fighter Z is amazing. Guys, there's a lot of games this year that did a really good job, but it's just unfortunate that the negative was so bad that it did kind of overshadow the positive. So hopefully in 2019, guys, when I do another year in review, all these companies turned around and and made a better playing experience for all of us. Because that's what gaming in the end is. It is us getting away. It is us escaping and not having to think about our day-to-day, every Monday bullshit we deal with. Mundane bullshit we deal with Monday through Friday. So I hope that this conversation helped you guys kind of rethink about the year. Maybe go back and look at some games to play. Maybe replay Witcher. Maybe replay whatever it is you're playing. But also kind of look at yourself and realize you do have worth and don't allow yourself to be taken advantage of. Don't get a game. The best way for a developer to listen to you is through money. That's really the truth. So don't get the game if it isn't good or don't support it if they're doing if they have bad practices. I did not buy Fallout 76, which is unlike me to not buy a Bethesda product. I will not support that. I did not buy Destiny, even though Destiny 2 right now is actually a good game. They actually fixed it, and it's actually good now. But it took them way too long. Destiny 2 should have been what... De- Destiny 2 should have been Destiny 1, and we shouldn't have had to have gone through all that shit. I will not support it. I will not buy it. Start using your money as a way to say what you want and what you don't want, which is why companies like Sony are going, oh, this is what these people are paying. We made a fucking shitload of money off God of War. All right, we understand you guys. So I want to thank you guys for listening to this show. Thank you guys very much. Riles Benales, do you like to say anything? Uh, Just go out and support video games. Go support good games. Yep, yep, most definitely. Support the good ones. All right, guys. Thank you guys very much. This is RGG from Regular Guy Gaming. I'm going to switch this over to Ragbag. Well, there you have it. That's their thoughts on 2018 in gaming. I think I would probably think very similar to RGG. When it comes to gaming, it was definitely the year of the single-player games. Once again, um, really reigning supreme, showing that story is important. Um, and multiplayer, I think, has a place in gaming, and it is important, but a lot of times it just doesn't It doesn't bring out emotions. It brings out the fun in gaming. So, you know, it depends on what you're in gaming for, right? Because when we see gaming awards, typically those aren't going to be directed towards what's the most fun. You know, like the movie that wins an Oscar isn't necessarily the movie that uh, the general population is like, wow, that was a really fun movie. I can't wait to watch that 7,000 more times. It's usually, quite honestly, in the Oscars, it's like, you know, they always name, like, six movies and five out of the six you don't never fucking have heard of in your entire life um and then you know you go back and you watch like those movies and you're like that's a pretty good fucking movie but i'll probably never watch that movie again but uh i'll watch this you know fucking harold and kumar piece of shit movie a thousand times over that's kind of like multiplayer to me and then obviously these these big oscar boomers are like the fucking god of wars and obviously i'm not comparing them and saying that people haven't heard of god of war and last of us and horizon zero Dawn and uh, fucking Spider-Man and all these other games. I'm just saying that that's kind of the common theme, I think, when you think about that kind of stuff. These multiplayer games like Call of Duty, Fortnite, um, 
you know, when Overwatch was still a thing, even though it's not really anymore, but it was really hyped. It's just a fun experience that a lot of people, a lot, a lot, a lot of people like to do with their friends. And that's, again, we talk about, um, you know, microtransactions. It's just kind of the way how gaming is going. It's almost like if we compare it to WWE wrestling, you know, a lot of us hate the booking. We talk shit about it all the time. But at the same time, there's also like another 75% of people, kids included, that really, really like what it is they're seeing that are spending all the money on merchandise and and you know um, house shows going to house shows things like that so that's the crowd that they're directed towards so when rgg myself even riles banals are sitting here saying that we hate it we think it sucks and we're going on reddit and following these forums and everybody else agrees we're still just a very small percentile in the overall budget for a lot of these different games so um, i think that's always something to keep in mind but definitely in saying that again a lot of very, very good single-player games coming out in 2018. We've got some great games coming out in 2019, including, as Riles Benales alluded to, The Last of Us 2, um, not knowing that it hadn't come out yet. Come on, man. Are you, do you play fucking video games? Come on, man. Last of Us 2 is supposed to be coming out next year. That's going to be, um, I think, one of the most hyped games of all time. Um, you know, there's a lot of other really, really good games that are going to be coming out soon. There's that one game. I just wanted to say this before I kind of give my 2018 review. I think it's called Days Gone. It's like that zombie game. That game, they released some new gameplay on it. I'm going to temper everybody's expectations. I think that game looks like it fucking sucks. They just released some brand new gameplay on it. It looks completely... I don't want to say completely different, but it definitely looks half-baked compared to the E3 video that came out either this past year or the year prior to that when they were first hyping the game. It looks it looks a lot more, like it looks significantly different to the point where, you know, I was watching it and I was like, man, the gameplay mechanics don't look as good um, as they did when they released in the E3 video. So if you haven't seen that, go back. Uh, Days Gone, I think is what it's called. Something like that. I can't, what, what you're, you're dressed up like as a biker and all the fucking zombies are like, you know, on all fours crawling. I can't remember what it's call but anyways that just kind of you know i just remembered that thinking about video games um 2018 for me has been especially good as far as gaming is concerned. I I, I made uh, day one purchases with God of War. Um, you know, some of these, uh, what other good games came out this year? Spider-Man was really good. I got Red Dead, which was fucking awesome. I don't remember. Horizon Zero Dawn, I think, came out last year, if I'm not mistaken, because I think it was in the running for Game of the Year. Yeah, and it got beat up by Zelda, but uh, it's been a very good string of really good single-player game after really good single-player game after really good single-player game, and thankfully, they've been coming out in succession right so you've had a little bit of time to play god of war beat that shit spider-man came out beat that shit now red dead we're on and uh you know it's it's been it's been a blast just just being a fan of gaming um and not necessarily having enough time to get everything accomplished because for me for example now i can take these long wide gaps of playing games and then make sure that you know i'm pacing myself so i'm not burning through these too quick but you know, on top of that, I think a lot of strides have been made in, um, you know, in the gaming community coming together and voicing displeasures over those microtransactions and things like that to the point where some game developers are now changing how they structure things, even though I just, as I just mentioned, maybe it's not geared towards that population. Still, some game developers are changing how they are doing things, uh, as Riles Benal said, because of those PR nightmares that have happened. So I think that's really exciting in knowing that while social media, I think sometimes, gets a bad rap and we share too much of our lives and we share too much about our thoughts and we, 
um, you know, overexpose ourselves and these companies and everything else overexpose themselves as well. Um, it gives every, everybody, everybody, regardless of how small you are, or how big you are, some type of platform, um, whether that's together, whether that's individually to speak on things that you don't like, like all these microtransaction bullshit, all the, the fault 76 bullshit and the developers have responded. So I think that's really cool. Um, and it's really exciting to know that we have the opportunity to talk to the developers in that sense and make them understand that we're not happy with things and they'll be willing to change because of that. Um, I also wanted to say that, you know, I, I'm really looking forward to 2019, especially because, um, again, I think as far as gaming is concerned, it's just going to continue to get better. Games are going to keep getting better because we have the platforms that we do to, to speak on how we feel about certain things in gaming. And, uh, you know, for, it's so weird to think about. Like, I, I was just, um, you know on Facebook marketplace like two days ago. And I saw that there was a super Nintendo for sale and it, it just blew my mind to think of how far gaming has, has come, you know, how, how it used to be, you know, these old ass fucking cartridges and, you know, the games you couldn't save. And there was, there were side scrollers and they were just pixel. It's, it's just weird to think about how that was then. And today, you know, I have multiple gaming systems in my house. Some of them are portable. Some aren't, um, the graphics, the engines, the things you can do, um, um, it's just, it's wild. It's almost like sometimes, you know, when I throw Red Dead on, um, I'm like, I don't know what to fucking do right now. Like, I, I, there's so many things I can do. I don't know what to do. And sometimes it makes it, you know, difficult for me to just jump and play because I, there's there's so much stuff that you can do in those different types of gaming universes, which I think is really cool. Um one thing I wanted to mention also by, you know, the end of 2018 going into 2019, um, dude, if you guys haven't had the opportunity to, to play a Nintendo Switch yet or to, to rent one, borrow one, uh, just have one in your hands for an extended period of time, you need to do that. It has absolutely changed how I view fucking gaming. It's crazy, right? So I don't play a lot of mobile games. Um, I don't like using the touchscreen on, you know, I feel like it's kind of funky. It doesn't work really well. So I don't play like, you know, I think they just released like Grand Theft Auto San Andreas or something like that for mobile. Like I can't play it because the buttons don't work properly and it's just, it just doesn't feel right. Nintendo Switch is that you know, it's like that perfect middle ground. So a lot of people will shit on Nintendo because it, the, 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 the consoles have never had the power of a PlayStation or an Xbox. And I think that's still true. That's valid. But it's that perfect, you know, it, it's it's way better than a mobile device. And it's just just a slight bit below, you know, the, the PlayStation or the Xbox consoles. So, you know, we got a Switch on Black Friday. It was a, you know, a $2.99 deal. And then you got Mario Kart with it, a great party game. Um, so we just went ahead and, and bit the bullet and I was like I had a little bit of buyer's remorse I was like ah shit I don't really need another gaming console like you know the Wii had like this huge honeymoon thing where everybody thought it was so cool everybody's playing Wii sports and I was bullshit and it died off really quick but we got the switch and then I decided to buy um um Zelda right breath of breath of the wild so I decided to, to, to purchase Zelda and um it has been it has honestly changed my views on gaming it's fucking nuts like not only is that game fucking fantastic i have not okay guys i've probably put if i had to put a jesus if i had to put a fucking i probably put like 30 to 40 hours into zelda 
and I've had it for a couple of weeks, and I have played zero hours connected to a TV screen. I've played all of those hours from the actual device, like handheld. Um, right before bed, I'll fucking play for like an hour. Um, I'll take, I'll be taking a shit, and I'll be playing it on the toilet. I'll be cooking some fucking dinner, and I'll be playing it in the kitchen. You know, some shits on TV that, that my wife might be watching that I don't give two shits about. I'll be playing it then. It's fucking crazy, and I love it. Like, it... Uh, I got we got the switch going on about almost six weeks ago now four weeks ago five weeks ago and it is absolutely it's fucking like chores it's 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 like a chore for me to sit down and play my PlayStation now because I have to sit on my couch and look at the fucking TV like that's how crazy it is to me right we had this discussion RGG and myself physical versus digital right and maybe a couple of years ago it didn't seem like anything it was like um you know I'm not fucking lazy enough to to the point where I can't put a fucking disc in my console today I can't purchase physical. I will never. I will not purchase physical. I, you can't get me to do it. Even if there's a fucking monumental edition of a game coming out and I want to collect it or some bullshit, I want to get the box art. I don't do it. I get digital every time because I've recognized how much I fucking hate changing out discs when I don't have to. I mean, that, and that's just who I am. Now, I'm getting to the point now where if the game console isn't going to cater to me and where I want to play it and what I want to do, I say fuck it now too. So here we go. Ready, guys? Red Dead Redemption to me is still probably one of the greatest games I think that has ever come out. Just the abilities, everything you have to do in it. I haven't touched Red Dead for probably three weeks. And I, I and it's so hard for me to sit down with my PlayStation 4 and play it knowing that I have a Nintendo Switch that I can play anywhere in my fucking house. It's just crazy. And maybe Zelda's that good. Maybe maybe it's because I have Zelda and maybe once I beat that game and I don't have the the powerhouse that is Breath of the Wild at my fingertips on a Switch, I won't be as drawn to that. But as of right now, guys, I, I can't put it down. Uh, and I can't, when it when it comes to PlayStation versus Switch versus, you know, Zelda versus Red Dead, I there's no, I mean, it's not even an argument. I, I there. I just literally got done power powering two fucking hours into Zelda. Like I was just, I was like, okay, I got to beat this boss, and then I'll fucking go do fucking RGG, and then all of a sudden, you know, one thing led to another, and I'm still just sitting there playing it, and time flies by, and it's crazy. It makes me real. It, it's just weird. It's a different type of gaming, and it makes me wish I would have gotten the Switch right away because I just I enjoy doing it so much. So um, as of right now, I might still be in the honeymoon phase, but I am absolutely in fucking love with that that game design. Um, I know Switch users have probably been saying it since day one when they got it. Nintendo's been saying it since before they, re- they released the Switch when they first announced it. Um, but I am a huge fan. So bravo Nintendo for, for changing things up and uh, again, continuing to, to reinvent themselves when they're going up, you know, competitors like PlayStation and Microsoft because, or Sony and Microsoft, because they've done a wonderful job. So that's my little rant on the Nintendo switch. Um, I'm pretty close to beating Zelda. I might talk about that a little bit too. Um, has not let me down at all. And I, I watched some reviews and people have been, you know, said that it's not really, you know, it's, oh, it's, it doesn't hold a candle to fucking Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time and all this other bullshit. The game is quite different than those two games. Actually, it's quite different than a lot of other uh, 3D Zelda platformers. So, you know, I, I think it's hard to, to do a comparison. Um, for me, I, I think it's a really refreshing take on the series and I'm really enjoying it. It's very sand, it's, 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 I think it's more sandboxy than any other Zelda. Zelda game that we've probably ever experienced before. 
Um, and I'll talk a little bit more about about that. You know, the, there's not as many dungeons, I guess, per se. So it's not as dungeon oriented as I felt like, you know, some of those other games were. But in saying that, again, it's it's a very good game, very story driven um, and it's a beautiful game with it with, you know, just uh, a lot of I think a lot of people would like it. And it gives you a little bit more freedom than I think a lot of other Zelda games did as well. So it's a great game, um, but I'll probably do a little bit of an update on that after I actually finally beat it. So um, in saying that, guys, I'm going to close it here. Thanks, everybody, again, for joining RGG here in 2018. We'll catch you guys in 2019 right here on the Grapple Talk Network. Deuces.